Hello and welcome back to Black Archive Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're back finally for the third season premiere of Upload, Ticking Clock, written by Greg Daniels, directed by Jeffrey Blitz. I thought this was an okay premiere. I was quickly up to date with my lingering feelings from season three or season two and I'm excited to announce the show has been renewed for a season four so it has its charm it has its viewers and I'm wondering how they're going to keep this story going and thus I think that while it wasn't a wow factor it feels as if they may be taking some I don't know adjustment steps in regards to the pace in which our characters are going but there's also some comically (laughs) comically odd things that go on that make me feel as if Nora and Nathan who has already died by the way must have plot armor because there's no way they shouldn't have caught quite a few bullets before we jump into the recap we ever listen to this podcast podbean stitcher apple podcast spotify go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well like share subscribe and if you want to send any feedback for this eight episode third season blackercouch at gmail.com our girl nora has worries the first being will my new boo thing nathan blow up via his head exploding this of course is a nightmare that turns out to not be true when she sees nathan in the bathroom and then my first thought was is this mateo's home Oh my God, is he wearing Mateo's clothes? I'm disrespectful as the fuck. Mateo kind of simped himself into the grave. Just a little bit. Even though I felt he did care about the cause. He certainly, certainly had a reason to feel some kind of way. Because Nathan's in there adjusting to not simply announcing everything he needs to appear on his on his hand and then Mateo comes in like I need brains because you're kind of like a dead person like a zombie but a live zombie that needs brains and other people's girlfriends Jackie I'm jealous of you I'm like come on my mans don't embarrass yourself your beef is with her not him although he ain't wrong that moochin seems to be Nathan's motto in life as well as never having an actual plan about anything like how you're going to make some money, where you're going to live, whose vehicle are you going to utilize. You both kind of suck at this life thing. He also earned, though, the rebuttal of, well, you're just saltine because the hottest girl you've ever dated dropped you for a corpse. That's the and that's my point, Mateo. You stood around saying your piece as if, that statement still doesn't currently apply 
But it is moments like this when I'm not really shipping the romance between Nora and Nathan. Cho comes by at Lakeview to speak with Nathan. Luke opens the door in his uh <laughs> in his socks and shirt. He's like, um, where's Nathan? I wanna watch some birds. Who wants to do that? But he says, Yeah, um, we're pregnant. I'm having our baby before letting him touch his stomach and shutting the door. To Cho's credit, he just ran with that statement. Like, oh, okay, I heard they were doing that. Luke tells Nathan that Choke is snooping. And he tells him, well, we're soon to shut down Freon once they've accessed Choke Tower. Apparently, this is not also the first time that Luke has brought up raising a baby. <laughs> with him, he's like, you, you really got to stop having this conversation with me. Nora straight up, hey girl, Alicia... Who knows the heifer only call when she wants something. And instead of addressing the internal conflict between them. Talking about it's weird. And how selfish as fuck she is. She reinforces that by asking her to take the day off. And help her risking her own apartment and job. Like that's not things that people need to be concerned about in their day-to-day honestly she better than me i would have just hung up on her as soon as she said can you boop 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 i've been in that vacuum luke at least asked well how are things going even though he's jealous whereas nora didn't even ask well did you like the apartment Uh, He said, I had a connection once and then he downloaded. (laughs) After he tells him how he feels. Luke is sad at being left alone and told to move on and make new friends. Like that's easy because nobody just accepts that boy. Alicia dismisses Nora telling her that she tends to disappear from her life. So when you want to show back up and course correct your past behavior you know where i'll be nathan's stomach growls and she asks what was that are you fucking serious girl this is not your first time starving even in movies they comically make that sound how he hungry though and nora's the first one that takes a bite of the hot dog (laughs) you'll notice that I would have been at a buffet like no we're not going to this hot dog stand did you not hear what my stomach is doing unless we're eating about 20 of them hot dogs I'm gonna need us to get a steak the onions are too strong so he pretends to enjoy them but spits it out he also doesn't share his inner feelings with Nora something Luke says or points out is kind of a problem This is what I mean by them being stupid sometimes. Like, you ain't even wear a baseball cap. Something to conceal some glasses, your identity, as if people might not still want you dead because they, you know, killed you the first time. Detective Sato rolls up in his bite-sized Cooper 
Can you even get out of that thing, sir? Yes, but it's not worth it. Just talk to me through the window. <laughs> he really was stuck. But they aren't admitting this is not a honeymoon walkabout. Just allowing the person that would be the best thing to assist you in a murder investigation. <laughs> um, get the facts so that they can further continue to help you, even though they turned out to not be shit. A twist I felt was not really built to the conclusion in which it was, but hey, money can be a powerful motive to have amnesia on your morals. So he offers him, them, his contact information. Having actually put a lot of things together, like the fact that you're supposed to be dead and that you're not going to be in that body for long. What did they say? He got 30 days or possibly less. Ingrid, for her part, is getting rid of all her couture lingerie as everything she did was for naught. The AI guy really liked them chaps, though. He was checking out his ass. The question is, what other AI guy is he intending on putting those on? Because I had a feeling it might not be for himself. Stalker Tinsley, I forgot about Stalker Tinsley, decides to activate Nathan's backup just because he was nice to her. Great. Now there are two versions of Nathan. Luke auditions a kid bartender ai and an old man to be his new bff and while bartender ai gets it and no one will ever replace nathan it takes luke a second before he kicks them all out and agrees in the middle of a break-in nora gets jealous because he smiled at a hot chick she was already looking at the other hot chick as she was checking out nathan and you can tell she's one of those hot-headed, very hot-headed, quick, uh, insecure types. Because you know he dated models. And now you just feel as if you ain't, even though he got eyes only for you, you always check it out. Like, you can't be trying to beat bitches down for having eyeballs. So you need to work on yourself. And then Nathan needs to work on the fact that he's thick as hell. I've said it once. I've said it twice. Your boy is a little on the dumb side. When she did that accent, though, I died. I died. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't even want any part of what you're talking about. Nathan 2.0 in Lakeview turns out has no memories uh, up until family day meaning he never had that special connection with Nora or fell in love and thus is now more of a clean slate version to who he was versus who he has grown into being and I think that might be something there to that particularly after we find out 
what exactly Ingrid has done or will be doing in the future in regards to their relationship. When he calls for his angel, meaning he hasn't even really met Nora to call her by name, it's Tinsley and he says we met at the party, but she's in a different avatar, right? But she's hella disappointed that he basically doesn't recall her. Are you not embarrassed? This is really embarrassing. Honestly, I don't know why she expected differently. And then she should have done a compare and contrast between herself, Nora, and Ingrid. Ingrid definitely, in the even in the, the shit department that she is, certainly <laughs> trumps the... And then the AI guy saying, oh my God, do you like him? He even pitied you. That's how low you sunk. Hiccup in the plan. Freon can't be turned off from Choke Tower. They just very easily get into a cubicle. But by the servers in Elizabeth, New Jersey, he was all excited to be the first one in Freon. Ingrid gets a call about the cloning plan idea with all the necessary ingredients to make their baby but she has read a self-help book and starts quoting it i love that the dude was like oh i know that book Mm -hmm, i've been through this phase but she wants to try to initiate getting over nathan acknowledging the wrong things that she's done she needs to stop chasing him to get him to love her her conviction lasts all of seconds, all of the seconds as she took for her to hear, I miss you and to come home when he gives her a call. You can't get rid of me, bitch. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going no fucking where. Nora and Nathan see familiar billionaires and choke all in the same boardroom, including her boss. Well, not really, because is she still employed at that company? I would be surprised. But her boss, Kate Camyar, and then her boss's boss, Miro, but Nathan's smell aversion causes him to draw attention to them when he starts swiping on the which that is pretty damn cool i must say <laughs> on the bathroom screen who has the bathroom doors open though i guess oh yeah because they're trying to look into the boardroom and they were taking a video of it got it choke with glaucoma eyes manages to see nathan and decides to accelerate the timeline for opening locations and filling trucks with drives with heads burning tonight and i was like are they trying to trap all the population into freon or the poor but no they were taking it one nefarious step further nathan's mom viv and her friend uh Mar marcio Mar i can't remember his name they're in line together I didn't even see the the young girl like there was a black girl behind her and I can't even remember if it's the same niece because it looks like a different actress. Nathan manages to steal a badge 
but could definitely do with less ego as he explains what they found out to Mateo and Ivan. Didn't want to give Nora any of her own credit, talking about, well, both of our brains. Nora just felt the need to be sensual before going to speak with the people in line to convince them not to do Freon because she's the better speaker. But this also is a chance for Mateo to get up in her beans about his beans not being roasted by her fire. Ingrid finds the old Nathan before the lies came between them and consents for their child to be created once she realizes she got herself a second chance. Oh, Lord. Again. A fucking again. Nothing new, nothing changed, same old shit, same old fucking shit. Here's the thing, you want to be better, but you just can't. <laughs> as soon as you get a chance to say, okay, I made a mistake, maybe things can go back, I don't know how this happened, but maybe this is my opportunity to truly do things right. And the first thing she does is find herself, uh, a card to play in case it does not to cement that it will nathan and ivan get to the server but he realizes that the program isn't big enough to hold freon data meaning they are either simply blowing their heads off or taking their identities and placing it into somewhere else or just holding it hostage or being held hostage by billionaires and then blowing their heads off, which is really fucked up. <laughs> Why Ivan has two samurai swords, I do not know. Mateo, let it go, man. Though he definitely sees through their relationship. Why would you even want someone who so easily left you and clearly is not that interested? Did you see the way she just needed to put her tongue down his throat and... In absolute claim fashion. <laughs> she was letting you know there's no chance whatever you two had. It wasn't even close to what she feels for Nathan. So have some pride. They both casually see bodies without heads being dragged out the back of the building labeled Freon, and miraculously no one else stumbles upon this gruesome scene. Just some crackheads, homeless people in general. I know a lot of people are in line and shit, but come on. Need a smoke break. But, uh, worse, they run right past the human disposal men without them saying a word. And his name is Bruh. Even a natural reaction would be like, hey, and then grab a walkie-talkie or something. I don't know. But the fact that they just casually ran down to tell everyone, hey, they're, they're disposing bodies out the back door is really anyone's guess. It took Nathan entirely too long to figure out they just want to kin kill 10 million people to get the votes to stay in power after listening to this woman clearly say as much. <laughs> Like, hey, 10 million people died and it's because of the Luds. And we apologize for what has happened to Freon and it's no longer viable. 
And then they're like, but that didn't happen yet. And it took them entirely the time it would for a Jeopardy, that one of those, um, the bidding match, the, what do you call that? The power Jeopardy question? It's been a while. But yeah, once the press release is sent out, it at least gets people to believe Freon is a bus with Viv and her new boo thing, I guess, running after they're like, no, once you start, once you've signed the papers, you have to do it. And I'm like, well, you're not going to fucking force me to do it. So I'm going to run. And that's exactly what they did. And the last guy was like, well, I guess I'll just do what they say. Like, did you not check your phone notification? Because it kind of looked like he was looking at your phone notification. And it says something about people dying. And that's all I would need to know before I'd get the fuck out of there. Nora finds the hard drives when she interrupts a group transferring them. She's like, these are children. So they did save the people. What they intended to do, maybe sell them back to their loved ones, maybe eventually find a way to get them back in power and control. Well, they still have power and control. Well, they clearly want bodies. Or maybe they don't care about slipping in between both worlds. Because... They seem to want to control, uh, yeah, what were they going to do? They're just going to just keep those 10 million people. I would think at some point they would want to put them somewhere, like hold them hostage over the, I, I, yeah, I don't know where the bigger plan goes. It only goes in circles in my brain at this point. Uh, when Sato shows up, it turns out he, he saw dollar bills when he saw that tape of all those people in that boardroom. And said, fuck altruism in this badge. I'm going to kill you after he shoots Mateo, who was running around threatening people with a water gun. Hey, you deserve that death, you fuckhead. I felt, especially for Nora, the only person that, you know, has an actual life to live still. That this was important for her to see. Which was someone actually dying and that there are life and death uh, you know while y'all was all skipping in the park thinking it was cute people have stakes involved that will get you killed and you already had an assassin after you now you have this police officer who's easily turned towards doing something just to ingratiate themselves with the billionaires because they don't even think that going up against whatever they're doing is fucking gonna work out for you uh and then she had to kill a motherfucker because she tried to upload mateo but she ended up using it to laser through his stomach which was awesome really was but she really didn't pretend to care that he died. <laughs> More so of the fact that shit just got real. Maybe she'll have a scene in the future with a convincing morning period, but I highly doubt it. I think she was thinking, oh my God, me and Nathan could lose our lives. <laughs> 
She also sent him a message not to come, and that's exactly what he does. Nose bleeding and all. So they definitely only have so much time. She done forgot about her daddy. They are rescued, and she does have all of the drives, which is good, which means people can... But how? Like, they're going to live a digital life. They're dead because they practically murdered them. And that was the end of the episode. I will say not enough Luke and Alicia for me or anything to do with Lakeview for the most part. I love their shenanigans. That's the best part of the show. So I definitely hope more of them are in the next episode, which is already out. But I will be, of course, doing this week to week. I will soon be taking a break because I will be leaving the country for my B-Day, which I am very excited about. Where would I rate this episode? I gave it an 8.2 out of 10. I think that dropping bodies in the first episode certainly ramps up the tension. And they're both going to have to come completely face to face with maturing just a bit in the in the going forward in the conflict with that because other people's lives are now at stake more so even than just their own so if you want to send feedback like couch at gmail.com or leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black magic